It's okay to not feel okay when things are not okay. Because of the way the universe is created, we each of us live in two worlds at the same time. We have to live in the outer life of our own bodies and the inner life of our own souls. Hello and welcome to Living the Inner Life. I'm your host, Chris Sheridan, and I want you to join with me on a journey into our inner lives, our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, everything that helps shape the way we interact with and respond to the outside world. And if we can utilize our tools of consciousness, we can live a better life, inner, outer, and in our total experience. Well, Shakespeare wrote, now is the winter of our discontent. And that's what I want to talk about. Not Shakespeare, not winter, but discontent, a certain kind of discontent, a divine discontent. Now, I had sort of stumbled on this. It's not my original idea, but I ended up talking about it in the last podcast about being thankful. And as I was free-forming, it just sort of crept into the monologue, and it seemed like a really good thing to go further into. So I will continue, maybe do a little review, and go on and see what this is really all about. Now, it's good that you are discontented about something that's wrong, just as it's favorable to have pain when you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, whether that's a heat response so you don't get burned, literally burned, or if it's a psychological response so you don't get burned the other way. Okay, it's good that things are uncomfortable. It's not good to be comfortable in misery. And unfortunately, I see that happening a lot. A lot of medication, certainly over-the-counter type things, a lot of behaviors, activities, addictions are really used to feel okay with not feeling okay. All right, so I'm going to take the side of it's okay to not feel okay when things are not okay. If things are not going right in your life, if it's painful to do certain things or be around certain people or to eat certain kinds of food or to think certain thoughts, it's good that it hurts. It shouldn't be good. It shouldn't taste good. It shouldn't feel right. The things that aren't right. But a lot of times we mask what it is we're feeling. You know, we can delve into a fantasy world. We can be online, on social media, all kinds of addiction, alcohol, sex, you name it, can be a way of avoiding things, avoiding yourself. And I have a feeling that what's behind some of that, at least, is this discontent, this divine discontent, this sneaking suspicion that we're not really living our lives authentically, that there's something we should be doing, something we haven't done yet, something maybe we haven't fully accomplished or explored. And it should be discontenting. It should be discomforting, okay? Because it's not good to feel okay about not feeling okay, all right? So what do you do with that feeling? And I think that's where we run into a lot of trouble. And I can speak a lot from my own experience with this. As a matter of fact, there's really nothing that I talk about on this podcast that hasn't been a significant issue or thing to deal with in my life. That's where the interest is. And I think if I can 
talk about my experience or just talk about this stuff together with you, uh, that I can get somewhere, that maybe you can get somewhere, and if I can share what it is I've been through or my perspective on something, it might be of use to you or valuable in your life because I have benefited from the experiences of others, the shoulders of the giants who stood long before me, who have talked about these kinds of things. And this goes way back. The Shakespeare quote is from the early 1600s, and that was 400 years ago. But you go back 4,000 years in Sumerian texts and Babylonian texts and clay tablets. People were discontent back then, okay? And it's very easy to get in this position, to be in this situation where you aren't feeling good about things because the world is full of distractions, okay? We're pulled a hundred different ways, uh, people, work, uh, the news. There's so many things, so many opportunities to go astray. And a lot of the times those are very reasonable, they're very logical and necessary. We have to go to work, we have to raise our children, we have to brush our teeth, we have to do all these kinds of things. And living in modern culture, there's other social and other types of responsibilities or pressures to be a certain way, to look a certain way, this endless comparison with what somebody else is doing compared to what you're doing. And it's really easy to see somebody else doing something and go, wow, I wish I could be doing that. It must be nice. Or, well, they sure have a charmed life. Most of the times they really don't, okay? All you're really seeing is somebody's outside. And you can't judge somebody's insides by their outsides. In fact, a lot of the times people use things like success or beauty or popularity or power, anything like that, as a way of covering up something that maybe isn't quite so powerful, maybe something that isn't quite so successful. Like a bully. Most bullies are bullied themselves, and they don't want anybody to know. They don't want to feel that, and the way they cannot feel that is to put it on someone else and bully them and then they become the bully and they're not the scared one. The other person is the scared one. So they don't have to be scared. Of course, that never really works for any length of time. It's a temporary fix that doesn't fix anything, just like alcohol or any other type of behavior or substance. It's a distraction. It's an avoidance. And it's not necessarily all that bad per se, at least for a while. I'm not talking about bullying, uh, but I'm talking about having these feelings rise up and not knowing what to do about them or feeling you're powerless against them or unable to accomplish these things if you have an idea of what that is. And it's either living total frustration and, and futility and feeling futile. Uh, maybe it's better to distract a little bit so you don't um, get too mired in that. But that's temporary, doesn't last long, and it's understandable because it's a really uncomfortable feeling, and we're not all that prepared to deal with it. Culture, society, uh, modern living doesn't really honor those things as much. 
uh, their slogans, you know, live your best life, follow your dreams. Those sound great, and there's a lot of truth behind them, but they're not always backed up with fact, not always supported by a system or a process by which you can actually accomplish these things. So the first thing is to be in touch with that. If you feel this stirring inside, you may have so many things going right in your life, but there's this nagging feeling, this sneaking suspicion underneath it all, maybe in quiet times, where you just feel out of place. You feel like you're not living the life you were meant to live. Maybe not even knowing what that is, but having the experience of that feeling this discontent, and it's divine discontent because it pushes you towards something greater, something higher, something more beautiful, something more awesome, okay? So this feeling bad is actually really connected with something fantastic, but it's the gap between the two that can be so frustrating, and it can just make you want to give up or just not even deal with it. You know, people say, oh, don't go there. Well, actually you do. (laughs) You have to go there, and that's where we're going. So to feel this discontent, it's very easy, like any other symptom that we get, it's very easy and somewhat understandable that you'd want to stop the uncomfortable feeling. You know, like I said in the last podcast, it's like the old joke. You know, the guy goes to the doctor and says, Doc, it hurts when I do this. And the doc says, well, don't do that. Well, you have to do that, but you don't want to do it in a painful way. So if you have this feeling rising up, not quite right, not quite exactly what you're supposed to be doing, feeling that you're somewhat disconnected or separated from your destiny, your soul's calling, you know, your life purpose, And you may not even know what that is, but you can have that feeling. And when you get it, recognize it and say, wow, something's not quite right. This doesn't feel good. You may not know what it is. You may not know all about it, but sit with it. Don't just cover up the feeling. It's trying to tell you something. Okay. It's communication. It's divine discontent. And know that it's divine because it is a higher thing. It's the higher you. Okay, It's yourself calling you, saying, hey, listen up. We got to get on the ball here. Let's live our life. We're meant to do something else. It probably knows something you don't, or at least you're not fully aware of. So to recognize this feeling, you have to first distinguish between some other kind of feeling. Okay, there's a lot of ways to feel uncomfortable or feel discontent, okay? And if it's something superficial, that the person down the street has a bigger truck than you or a nicer house or any other thing or perceived sense of success or that, oh, geez, these other people have this satisfaction, you're really in this comparison game and you can never really win that because there's always going to be somebody that has more or seems like they're having a better life or they're living their truth and their destiny. It's maybe not true. And even if it is, to compare yourself to them, that's their trip. That's their destiny. That's their soul's calling, their longing that they are fulfilling if indeed they are. 
So distinguish this feeling between other feelings and this divine discontent. Make sure you weed out the ones, the feelings that are just uncomfortable feelings. And there's a lot of ways we can feel uncomfortable. If you've ever turned on the news for any length of time, most everything is there to make you feel uncomfortable. The news stories are horrible. It's you know, this problem here. It's something with Congress. It's something with a war. It's something with poverty. It's some destructive despair, suffering of the world. And then it cuts to a commercial, and it's something about a skin rash, and you have to take this medication that causes all kinds of other problems, at least according to the commercials. So it doesn't really seem like there's a lot to be content with. Um, all those things can produce a really negative feeling. But this is different. This divine discontent is more something you feel just with yourself, not with a comparison with another person, not with the catastrophes of the outside world, not with the number of complications that go along with living daily life. This is you. This is your soul's longing, your destiny calling you, saying, hey, this is uncomfortable. It should be uncomfortable. It's like that old game we used to play as kids, uh, hotter and colder, right? You're supposed to be looking for something and somebody says, oh, you know, maybe a hidden object. And if you get closer to it, somebody goes, oh, you're getting warmer, getting warmer. And if you move away from it, up, ah, getting colder, ooh, ice cold, you're freezing, you're way off, you're Antarctica, it's not happening. Oh, closer, warmer, warmer, oh, hot, red hot, you're on fire. You know, then you know you're on the target, okay? So it's telling you warmer, colder. And this colder is this winter of our discontent. It should be cold. It's saying, ooh, burr, this is not good. Come into the warmth. Come back to the light. Come back to the life that is hidden. And this signal that we get, this discontent, is like the person saying, yeah, colder, warmer, colder. And the colder it gets, the more discontent you feel. And unfortunately, what can happen is, even if you recognize this discontent and have some idea of what's behind it, the longer you go without really honoring it fully, uh, not only does that feeling get stronger, sometimes it can actually become numb. You can be, it can become the new normal. Okay, the, well, you just accept that. Well, I just have anxiety. Well, I'm just uncomfortable. Or you take another medication or over-the-counter thing or other distraction whatever you want to do, so you don't feel that. But I'm asking you, uh, because I'm asking myself, because I'm feeling this now, this is very much current events for me, uh, feeling this discontent. And I don't exactly know what it is, but I know it has something to do with at least part of my life that I'm not living fully. Now, I have been doing this podcast, for <laughs> instance, uh, just maybe a couple times a week for most of this year, but these last couple months, it's been kind of sporadic. It's been once a week at best. I even had a span of time where I didn't do that, and that became very uncomfortable. Now, there's other things I do in my life and things I should be doing, things I am doing, things I probably shouldn't be doing, 
But this is something that I've been doing consistently. This is episode 71, I think. And I actually feel the discontent when I don't do it. Okay. I do feel satisfaction every time I get one done and put it up online and, you know, maybe people listen. Thank you for listening. By the way, if you're listening, you're hearing this now. Uh, thank you very much. This has been uh, really a great journey for me to share some things that I've been studying, experiencing, working on for several decades. And I do like speaking. I like speaking my truth. And I like not having a script. I love the extemporaneous, off the cuff, unscripted, unedited, all the bark and everything on the tree, you know, nothing sanitized or uh, too pre-programmed for you. This is, of course, I pick a topic beforehand and maybe sort of have some idea of how I want to start off and, and then it's off to the races and who knows where it's going to go. And here we are. So get in touch with that feeling. Ask it. Dialogue. Okay, what do you want? What is this telling me? Okay. Why do I feel this restlessness, this discontent? What do I need to know? And I think a lot of the times we do know, or at least know to a certain degree, and sometimes knowing then actually brings more avoidance, but be fearless, or at least be open. How about that? Be open to the experience. Say, okay, this discontent isn't going to go away until I do something about it. What is it that I need to do? How can I live my life differently? You know, a lot of the times, I think most of the time, I will venture to say that what we need to know, what we need to do is not some giant mystery and it's not some giant thing to do either. Okay. It's not that we have to, you know, climb Mount Everest or do, I mean, if that's where your discontent is, if you're a mountain climber and that's really what you should be doing, what you feel your destiny is, then, you know, by all means, you know, I'll see at base camp. But it's not some huge task of Hercules or something to be able to accomplish. I don't think the universe gives us anything that we can't do, especially our soul's longing. Uh, why would we get a message to do something that we're not capable, not interested in? Um, but there's difficulty, okay? This discomfort, this discontent, means that you're not fully satisfied. It may be hard to breathe sometimes when you think about this, but just sit in the pain. Stay with this discontent. Get to know it. It's telling you something. Okay, It's like a symptom. And if you can get to the cause, not just mask the symptom or avoid it, but get to the cause, get to what's behind it. Have a heart-to-heart -heart or a heart-to-soul conversation with yourself. And it may not be something very, very difficult to do. It may feel difficult at the time, but it's probably something you've already done, something you've already been interested in. Maybe it's something you have long since put away, a much older hobby or vocation, some important thing in your life and think, well, I used to do that, but that's, you know, had to grow up and you know, that was just a childhood dream. Well, maybe that's your soul's longing saying, pick this thing up again. Okay. It's been neglected. It's been underused. It's underdeveloped. Okay. It wants to 
break free and come through into your life. And it may not even be something that's wholly different. It may just be a way of going about something, a way of looking at something, putting things into perspective, having a sense of value, you know, what is important. Maybe these longings uh, are really important. They need to be on the front burner. They need to be front and center. They need to be at the top of your to-do list. Okay? When you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed at night, you want to be thinking about these things. And again, if you don't know what it is, ask. Sit in it. The answer is usually found in the question. Okay? The mystery usually contains the answer, or at least the seed of the answer. And that is enough to get started and get on your way. But you have to prioritize, okay? You have to make it a worthy cause. And like a romance, you have to woo (laughs) this part of your soul, okay? Like you would the affection of your beloved. You know, you want to make it attractive. (laughs) You want to make you attractive to this thing. You want to romance it, bring it in, because it's a thing of the heart. You know, we talk about the soul and the heart and this longing, this destiny. It's more of a heart-centered thing than a mind-centered, although we need all our parts working on this. Put your head to work. You know, we're going to need our intellect, our experience, our knowledge. You know, you're going to need the passion and vitalize it with this emotional support that it needs. Because if it's something that important, you need all your resources working towards it. Okay? So to discover the soul's longing, she will tell you, and I think she is, Sophia, wisdom, maybe it's feminine, maybe not, (laughs) maybe it's a little bit of everything, but you have to get in touch with it and Really, you just keep it away. The more you delay, the more you try to mask the symptom or try to treat the symptom. The symptom's nothing, really. That's the alarm. That's the red flag. That's like a stoplight. Okay, it's like, oh, the stoplight. Oh, that darn stoplight. No, the stoplight is there to tell you to stop so you don't smash into somebody on the road. Okay, the stoplight's really important. So don't get too mad at this discontent. It's divine discontent. It's your soul stirring. It's your destiny calling. Be discontented. Okay? And the way to get through the discontent is in the summer of your glorious reopening, reawakening. It's winter because it's closed off. Like the trees and the groundhog and the bear and everything goes to sleep in the winter. The leaves fall off. It's cold. It's dreary and all those things. But it's a season. Okay? Maybe think of Shakespeare's words in that. This now is the winter of our discontent. doesn't have to last forever. It's seasonal. Okay? And this is a season for this discontent that will become fully bloomed, fully awakened, full of life when the spring and the summer return. As long as you're doing the necessary things, and actually the winter, this is around the 1st of December that I'm recording this, uh, wintertime is a good time for that. It's a great time for the inner life. 
You know, even the sun is spending less time up. You know, the days are getting shorter. They'll be very short soon. And the nights longer, colder. It's a great time to do a lot of your inner work. So when the thaw comes in spring and the flowers bloom and life returns and the warmth comes down, you're going to be ready. You're going to open up. It's the sun in you that needs to be released in this cold winter of your discontent, this divine discontent, and ask that divine power to help you, okay? It wouldn't be sending you this signal if it wasn't important, and it also wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't going to support you, okay? It's not an unfunded mandate. This is something that is fully supportive. You wouldn't get this goal, this dream, if you weren't able to accomplish it. So find out what that is. Stay in the discontent. Don't ignore it. <laughs> like any other symptom or red light at an intersection, use it as a warning. Use it as a guide telling you what it is you need to go, how you need to go about it, and open up and become this more amazing, more incredible person than you already are because you already are this. It's just a matter of awakening it, realizing it, and making it happen in your life. And thank you for spending a few minutes of your life with me here on Living the Inner Life. <laughs>